Okay, hey, uh, welcome back to the We're Not Scott and Cassie Lang, but we do have a father-daughter podcast about the MCU. Today we are starting with episode three, which is all about Iron Man 1. It's a good one. <laughs> I Why say are you that, laughing? I say that with sarcasm. <laughs> you know, I think every time I rewatch this movie, I hate it more. <laughs> I just don't have a good time watching it oh man whatever i think it stands the test of time oh in what ways <laughs> pure action oh lots of cool explosions they're not cool though it's so it's boring action. tough it's guy one-liners <laughs> that fight scene on the road where obi like picks up that car oh my god it's so boring it's just slow and ugh. okay well, Plus Tony anyway. Stark, hot item. Yes, Tony. Tony's OG awful phase. Um, yeah. So I guess before we get started, we can talk about our our little MCU monthly. Okay, but oh. I have a question. Though. Okay. I mean, first of all, I think everybody should know this is our first episode recording in person together. Oh yeah, this we're pretty we're cool. staring at each other in the yeah, eyes yeah. in person right You're now. You're not. You're not sitting it's Christmas in break. your bunk. I know. In your college dorm room. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the same place that you I'm are. normally in. I'm you in my are. office. But you are sitting on the couch in my office. Right here. It's really exciting. It's kind of freezing out here in his office. But yeah. Sorry, I didn't want to turn the heater on because I don't want to have that droning noise yeah. in the back. It's all right. So, but I also feel like I'm wondering should we address the elephant in the room? What happened to the December episode? Oh yeah, for for all the um, all five of you who are wondering, we hey we have a diehard <laughs> fan base, and I've had to put up with a lot of crap this last month. Oh yeah, <laughs> we had to skip our last break, and the professional answer is, or we skipped our last episode for a month, and the professional answer is that we skipped it because we wanted to, you know, break for Christmas, be with family. The real answer is that I just forgot because of finals and so we had to reschedule it but you know what <laughs> yeah it's all right <laughs> i think i was just in my head procrastinating because i didn't want to watch this movie well, i think we just wanted people <laughs> to be able to focus on like uh holiday christmas movies mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah like don't focus don't on watch the guardians iron man. watch iron man 3 yeah and the Guardians Christmas special. Yeah, so so it's nice okay. of us to give everybody a little yeah. break. You've watched White Christmas and yep. it's a wonderful life and mm-hmm. now Iron Man. Yes. It's a great the best follow-up. Okay, sorry to interrupt you. You're going to give us yeah. our our dose of uh, what's it's going right. on in the MCU. What's yeah. the news? Um so right now we're recording it's January 2nd, 2023. Crazy. Um and not a lot is really happening um in the MCU fandom right now. It's it's pretty dead um it's we're kind of we're kind of at a we've taken a break because we got we had wakanda forever november 9th um a couple months ago and then the guardians holiday special did come out um i think like a little bit over a month ago um or maybe just a month ago Mm -hmm. um but other than that it's been pretty quiet and we don't have much new content coming until february 17th which is the release date of ant-man and the wasp quantum mania so that's the next thing coming out i believe and 
we're gonna see how that goes that's it's gonna be another big multiversal thing so explain it to me this is the start of a new phase yeah i guess this is kind of the opener for phase five okay yeah um and so new year new phase phase five i just have that uh song from the preview going through my head all the time yeah yeah the elton john Mm -hmm. i yeah i gotta give it to him that that was such a power move i get so hype whenever i hear that trailer play not even because of the content of the trailer but i just i love that song and they made it it's so perfect for an ant-man trailer it looks like it's gonna be very i don't know not 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 your typical ant-man yeah yeah no slapstick yeah you know it's serious we're a big ant-man household oh yeah we love love ant-man and the wasp um and we love both the other ones around here they're pretty high the ageless wonder paul rudd were huge yes yep looks the same as he did in clueless Um, 27 yeah so we'll see how that goes it's gonna be a wild ride but we're gonna finally get jonathan majors back as king which is really exciting because we haven't seen him for a couple years yeah do you think like would it be wise to watch uh loki Loki? um i mean just generally maybe yeah probably that is wise yeah i love loki but yeah i get that king backstory yeah but it's not, it was like maybe just the last episode, really. Yeah, yeah, just the part with, yeah, all that in the end. So, yeah, we got uh, Quantumania, and then Secret Invasion, I think, was is, is just slated for spring 2023. So okay, what's that? What's Secret Invasion? That's a show um, centering around Nick Fury and the Scrolls. You remember in yeah. Far From Home at the post credit scene when Nick Fury's in space, and he's like, yes. where's my shoes? We're going to learn what's kind of going on with that and Talos okay. and all of that. And it's okay. got Olivia Colvin in it, and it's supposed to be kind of like a political thriller. Oh. Yeah. I'm actually pretty excited for it. I think it's going to be good. I think Mom's going to really like it. Okay. Yeah. Why? Because um, it's a political thriller, and Olivia Colman's Totally her it. genre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that, uh, that'll be a show. Yeah. Dropping on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, spring okay. 2023. And I'm doing air quotes. They'll right probably now. do the like weekly release. Yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Gosh, so. I wonder how many episodes it's going to be. Have you heard? I think it's six or eight. Okay. I don't know, something like that. All right. So then, yeah, we got that. Okay. Guardians in uh, pretty soon after that. Guardians four. Summertime? Guardians three. Yeah, <clears throat> Guardians three. Okay. Summer no, like spring. I think it's March. Oh man, I'm excited. Yeah, yeah it's March. Oh, this is great. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're we've had a little hiatus, um, as we didn't really get last year. Last year at this time was crazy because we had we're just kind of breathing from Eternals, Hawkeye, No Way Home, and everyone was still kind of quaking from No Way Home. Um, but yeah, we're getting we're getting a little break right now, and so what better time to watch Iron Man? Yeah, was there some Hawkeye news? Gonna have nothing to do. Oh, yeah, we just found out. I guess today <laughs> that. I feel like this needs to make a cut. I'm sorry, I don't. I don't want to be insensitive, but Jeremy Renner got like run over by a snowplow, <laughs> or um, 
some some kind of snowplow injury. He's 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 in critical condition. He's in the hospital, um, and apparently it's an active crime scene as well. So, I think this was um, Florence Pugh that did it. Elena Belova. Yeah. Coming for him. Yeah, CNN is reporting just within the last hour. Yeah. That. He had to have two surgeries yeah. to address injuries he sustained in a New Year's Day snow plowing accident. Right. Uh-huh. We're not calling it an incident. Accident. Accident. Okay. Uh, Jeremy needs to release a statement. I, I mean, happened. that's all there is to it. There's apparently, too much mystery I mean, to I don't know. I saw a video today breaking it down, and apparently this is a thing that he does where he hops on his snow plow and starts plowing the streets. Okay. I guess. Okay. There was an accident. Okay. <laughs> this time around, so. Okay. Um. <laughs> um. I mean, this is some hard-hitting reporting from CNN, but listen to this: Renner has featured multiple videos and photos on his verified social media accounts showing him in snowy conditions. Wow. So we do know that Jerry Jeremy Renner has been in the snow yeah. before. He has. Therefore, it makes sense that he might have a snow plow or be right. near one. Right. And then another sentence, a photo from a year ago posted on his Instagram account shows a group of trees in an area with significant snowfall. Wow. So these guys are really digging deep. They're digging into the the Insta. They're stalking. They're lurking. Yeah. I want to give credit to Tina Burnside and Christine Sever and Lisa Respers France for this hard-hitting account. Article. Doing a deep dive okay. into Jeremy Renner's Instagram to prove that he has been around snow before. So he has experienced this was not the accident of a rookie. <laughs> a snowplow yeah. rookie. Jeremy, you've been in snow. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> you know you what's know happening. Snow, so why did this happen? There must be foul play. <laughs> you know snow. Something is off. Something's up with Jeremy. Yeah, so... I don't know. Who okay. knows? The next, Thanks for popping that. Yeah, next there. season of Hawkeye could be Clint died. Kate is trying to figure out the the mystery of how Clint Barton died by right. snowplow. Who, yeah, I who mean, was depending that? on his injury, like they might Jackson have to write Mafia. this into the story somehow. I know that's you know? what I'm saying. That's what me and Sam were saying today. Like, dang, could be could be fatal. Yeah, <laughs> we well. don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> Okay, anyway, so we should probably get into Iron Man 1. Yeah, wanna... I feel like we're trying to delay it as long we as are. we can. <laughs> you want to recap it? Sure. Okay, okay, so this is the first of the Iron Man movies. Tony Har- uh, Stark. <laughs> Can't mess up the name. Yeah, Tony Hark. <laughs> Tony Hawk? Tony. I just watched a Tony Hawk documentary. Okay. Don't... It was amazing. You better not keep saying tony hawk tony stark not the world-renowned skateboarder Mm -hmm. uh, but the son of famous defense contractor howard stark uh, and leader of stark industries Uh, he is near afghanistan in afghanistan demonstrating his new jericho missile it's kind of cool like shoots out all these missiles like an octopus and knocks out like a whole it can destroy a whole mountain it's kind of My amazing yeah and he's just so awesome about it but it's they're playing the i think acdc's playing in the background it's just yeah it's what's a wild moment uh after the demonstration though the con their convoy of you know military humvees and all that is ambushed stark is wounded bunch of soldiers die 
Um, and he looks over and there's a missile says Stark Industries on it. And he's just like, doom, doom. He's captured by a terrorist group called the Ten Rings. Mm. And uh, there's a doctor there, Yinsen. What's the doc- the uh, actor's name? I love this guy. Really? You've seen him in other things? Oh, yeah. I love him. I just watched a movie the other day, Miss Sloan, with... Oh, uh, Jess? Yeah, Jessica Chastain. With Jessica Chastain, and, she, and he, he's in that movie, too. Mm. Anyways, he plays the doctor, Yinsen, who implants an electromagnet into Tony Stark's chest chest to keep the shrapnel shards that wounded him from reaching his heart and killing him Uh, and then tony uh has to basically escape from Mm -hmm. these terrorists and he does it by using an arc reactor building his own little arc reactor right there in a cave with a box of scraps with a box of scraps (laughs) that guy it's amazing it's amazing what he can do if he applies himself is Mm -hmm. the thing you know so they're in a cave as a prisoner with a box of scraps. He makes an arc reactor, a mini arc reactor, because he's got a big one back at Stark Industries. Right. And so he made a mini one because, you know, they probably would have wanted a mini one all along, but they could only make a huge one yeah. back at the factory. And he uses that arc reactor and then welds this rudimentary Iron Man suit for himself. And he escapes. The doctor mm-hmm. dies in the process. And uh, he goes home. And immediately starts building a sleeker, more powerful version of his improved armor suit, as well as a more powerful arc reactor for it and his chest. Uh, but here's the thing. he uh, He's like putting the whole Stark Industries in jeopardy because yeah. he's like, all right, I'm a pacifist now. We are not in the war uh, thing. We don't want to sell weapons. We're peace, love, and happiness. And uh, his partner his dad's old partner and manager obadiah stain ob oh yeah was is that who is that jeff bridges i guess he reminds he, me of my tally he yeah, reminds me he's of my got professor. the bicked head in this one <laughs> yeah he's anyways he's really upset about it because it's gonna destroy the whole thing uh the whole uh, point of the company the whole company <laughs> yeah the whole point of the company yeah i don't know what they're gonna do like we're gonna do organic vegetables now stark industries yeah. Anyways, at a charity event held by Stark Industries, uh, there's a reporter there, Christine Everhart. She informs Stark that his company's weapons were recently delivered to the Ten Rings and are being used to attack Yinsen's, the doctor, his home village, Golmira. Oh, I did not catch that. I did not get that that was connected to Yinsen. Right. Oh, well. Yeah. So Stark dons his new armor, flies to Afghanistan, just, you know. Casually. <laughs> he just flew there. He didn't even have to off. go through the planet core. The planet core? Yeah. Is that from, like, Black Adam? What was that no. voice? <laughs> the planet core. That was from the king of Jar Jar Binks' universe. Where oh, it was like, oh. The only one way through oh. the planet core. What does that have to do with going to Afghanistan? Well, because- <laughs> <laughs> they got to go through the planet core. Tony flew around the planet to get to Afghanistan. Oh, oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, little, little tag of the not in the notes. Reference. <laughs> uh, he goes know, and wins the battle over there at the Afghani village. Saves the villagers. It's an epic scene. Uh, he flies home. Two F twenty two Raptors, some jets. They start attacking him. 
and he reveals his identity to Rhodes over the phone, and it's like, "Yo, it's me." Hey, he's like, "I'm do, in the suit." Yeah, tell him to back off. <laughs> They're like, "It's a man." <laughs> uh, so then, uh, let's see what happens after that. The Ten Rings gather pieces of Stark's old prototype suit, and they meet with Obadiah Stane, who's been trafficking arms to the Ten Rings, stage a coup to replace Stark as Stark Industries CEO, hires the Ten Rings to kill him. Um, and he, Stain builds, Obadiah builds his own Iron Man suit. Chunky Iron Man. And, uh, you know. Design, maybe three out of ten. Yeah, I just, I, I he was going for big. It's giving Hulkbuster, but like... <laughs> Not not good. I watched I, I watched a, like one of those Iron Man in five minute videos on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And when it got to this part, the guy narrating it said and the suit was not very practical. No. <laughs> it just shows scenes of him like walking and destroying yeah, you can't everything. Move in that thing. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's awful. Not stealthy at all. Mm -mm. So anyways, they get in a big uh let's see, he builds this big suit. Uh he's seeking to track his company's uh, so Stark is trying to figure out all these illegal shipments and he sends pots to hack into the database. She figures out that Obadiah hired the Ten Rings to kill Tony. Mm -hmm. But the group reneged when they realized they had a direct route to Stark's weapons. They didn't need to do that anymore. Mar Potts meets with Phil Coulson from S.H.I.E.L.D. to inform him of Obadiah's activities. And Obadiah's scientists cannot duplicate Stark's miniaturized arc reactor, the one that he could build in a cave by himself. They cannot do in a laboratory with all the advances of modern science. So Obadiah ambushes Stark at his home and steals the one right out of his freaking chest. That happens after all that fight scene? Yeah. Really? No, no, no. I oh, okay. was alluding to the art, to okay. the fight yeah, yeah, yeah. scene before because right, he right. builds... He builds oh, okay. his guy, and then I just got really excited okay, about okay. that. Uh, Stark manages to get downstairs and get his original reactor to replace it. Potts and several S.H.I.E.L.D. agents attempt to arrest Obadiah, but he dons his suit, and that's when the battle happens. Mm -hmm. uh, Stark fights Obadiah, but is outmatched with his new reactor because he can't run his suit at full capacity. The fight carries Stark and Obadiah to the top of the Stark Industries building, and Stark instructs Potts to overload the arc reactor powering the building. And this unleashes a massive electrical surge that causes Obadiah and his armor to fall into the exploding reactor, killing him. The next day at a press conference, Stark publicly admits to being the superhero the press has dubbed Iron Man. Because what good self-respecting superhero is going to remain uh anonymous and have a hidden identity for a very long spider-man the most iconic superhero <laughs> pretty much all of them <laughs> tony's just like i'm bucking the superhero trend it's that's <laughs> tony let that's, you know that's tony's way yeah. uh, and then there's a post-credit scene i don't know if you want to talk about that yet um the post-credits is fury right yeah i like he visits that part. stark and yeah because he's like you think you're the only superhero right. And you could tell he's personally offended because he's like, don't come for my girl Carol Danvers like that. My BFF oh, in the man. sky. You thought you thought wrong. Yeah. She's blowing up ships. Yeah. From other galaxies. by just My queen. I haven't seen her in years, but, <laughs> but I got a page. I know she's out there. <laughs> my BFF. 
All right, so that's the recap. Okay. Wow. You know, I really, yeah, it's 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 something. I think, yeah, critically, um, we got Rotten Tomatoes. It's a, it's a 94. Yeah. Let's... People are loving it. Yeah. What people? I don't know. But that's just incredible to me. But I guess it is a classic. Um, I, I'm like looking at like what Google says when you Google critical reception of Iron Man. And the first thing that pops up for its Google review is from Kevin K. Ray Raynard three years ago. He said five, five out of five stars, still the greatest MCU film, way better than that overrated Marvel's The Avengers, that overrated Guardians of the Galaxy, that overrated Black Panther, that overrated Avengers Infinity War, and that massively overrated Avengers Endgame. Wow. This guy lives with felt, his mom. He feels strong. He feels strong. Yeah, this is a strong take. I'm going to guess he's about 50, 40, 50 years old. <laughs> Definitely white. Um, what, yeah. Hey, what's that got to do with anything? Come <laughs> this on. This movie is a mess, man. <laughs> I'm a white guy. <laughs> yeah, and you don't like it? That's good. Oh, God. Yeah, okay, so. Okay, why is this movie a mess? Tell me. Explain to me. To me, well, I don't know. It's it's not a mess. I mean, it's iconic in a way. I think I just am kind of going through this phase of like, I had this imposter syndrome when I first joined the MCU because this movie is like the first movie. Right. And there was all this pressure of everyone being like, it's iconic. You have to love it. It's like the center of the MCU. Okay. So I think for years, I just like tried to force myself into believing that I enjoyed watching it. Um, when I don't. <laughs> so, yeah. Now I'm in my like acceptance era of like, wow, um, there's no women in this movie and I'm really bored. And this is just, <laughs> it's, 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 it's sexist. It's Islamophobic. It's just, there's just so many problems up in here with <laughs> the, just, I don't think it holds up today, but you know, whatever. Um, the MCU's trying to work on um, not, you know, uh, villainizing the Middle East so much. So hopefully we're going. I mean, to... it was a little bit progressive for its time to even have like a Muslim doctor who was a good guy. But that's the classic trope of like the POC character just existing to help the white character and then die. Oh yeah. So it's actually pretty He didn't have a bright future. Problematic trope. His whole goal in the movie, his whole purpose was just to help Tony and die. And Brody kind of too was also like okay, so the only reason he exists to be in this movie is to just support Tony no matter what. When Tony's just Tony the worst. needs support. Tony needs someone to tell him to stop. <laughs> So, I don't know. But it also has, like, really iconic moments, really funny moments. I don't know. What what number was this in the MCU, like, as far as releases go? This was 2008. This was the first one. This was the very this first? Is the number, this is the first MCU movie that they wow. officially released okay. that's part of the MCU. Okay, timeline. I'm going to be honest. Okay. Like, I thought it would be worse because okay. of that. Like, going back yeah. in time... You know my story. Yeah. I don't like these movies. You know, this was yeah. not my jam uh-huh. at the beginning, mm-hmm. you know, and I was a grown man in right. 2008 when these were all coming out. You were like a little girl. Yeah. So this was not going to be something you got into no. when it was released. 2008. These were not my movies. No. I was not looking forward to them. They weren't my thing. 
So I kind of thought when, you know, obviously I've seen it over the years, Mm -hmm. but I thought in revisiting it, I watched it a couple of times to prep for the podcast. Yeah. I thought it's going to be bad. Yeah. It's going to be like quality is going to be terrible. It's, there's know. nothing about the quality, like quality wise. I think it's a pretty good. It held up. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. does. But I get it. The dialogue is just. It's. I mean, it's not the worst. It could. I still stand yeah. that Multiverse of Madness's dialogue is worse. Than but this, here's the but... thing. Like, okay, like Tony is sexist. Yeah. Tony is a misogynist. No, Tony it's not is Tony though. It's things. the it's the John Favreau's okay. directing okay. style. The way right, they write Pepper. Your, and I don't like John Favreau. Yeah, I hate John Favreau. So. <laughs> Have you seen him in Chef? <laughs> Respect the Mandalorian, nothing else. <laughs> okay, all right, all right. I my apologies to the listeners today. <laughs> I know Lauren's a little frusty. John Favreau's not it for me, um, just as a person. Okay, well it's good to hear yeah, what you yeah. don't like. <clears throat> yeah, it, it's it's not. I mean, I don't think I think the VFX is pretty good for. 2008 like mm-hmm. you know it, it looks nice um i think you know the design is what it is i think i mean it, it it really was the blueprint for superhero movies and it it changed a lot i mean this like back when this was coming out like superhero movies were not the thing that they mm-hmm. are now yeah. so this was kind of a I feel like pioneer is a dramatic word because there were superhero movies, but you know, it's. So what was so different about these? It wasn't different necessarily, but it was just like not um, like super common Hmm. to like have like a solid, like mainstream superhero movie. And you know, you got Robert Downey Jr. He's been in things, you know, it's not some dorky random. Did we have superheroes like, this i mean i know for for one he mm-hmm. didn't have any real superpowers he was just yeah. smart yeah and rich mm-hmm. um and then secondly so did we have superheroes like that before i mean i guess like there's batman batman yeah, yeah. it's kind of the same concept yeah. people have come for i don't yeah. know who came first Probably that was batman. kind of the comparison i yeah. had because i thought okay but then also like lots of other superheroes were like uh altruistic and moral like good. and good yeah and tony is you know obviously mixed bag yeah i don't know i'm not going to talk about what i don't know about because the comics are a realm that i'm not really into sure, but yeah i don't know how that yeah he, he's definitely an interesting character mm-hmm. and we see him have so much development through the MCU because right. this is this is a movie he's at his worst. So yeah, he's that's awful what I kind of like. It's like all the yeah. subsequent movies, like he, yeah. he's opening up, yeah. he's becoming softer. Yeah. He a lot falls of people with Pepper. really hate Tony, <clears throat> and I'm not a Tony anti. Actually, I think he has one of the most interesting and most consistent um, arcs in the MCU compared to like. I feel like I brought it up probably every episode of this show, but compared to like Steve's arc and the way he was passed between directors, you know, mm-hmm. they 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 yeah, did it better with Tony, that. yeah. So and I feel like you know his end and end game is a great um, full circle kind of conclusion to his story, and they brought it around well. So you know we most people at least grow to love him, and you know 
yeah, I don't I don't have beef with him in this movie. Like I don't dislike the movie because he's annoying. Okay. Yeah. Like that's kind of the point. So. All right. Is there anything yeah. you like about the movie? Um, I think one of my favorite Marvel scenes for a long time was the part where Pepper's like, "I will have a martini with an all like a lot of olives, like at least three olives." Like that always cracks me up when she like specifies the number, <laughs> like at least three olives. <laughs> like, get it, Pepper? I love her. <laughs> yes, I do. I love Pepper. Yeah, she's she's a goodie. Yeah, she is. Um, who's your favorite character? Well, I was going to say Pepper. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that. I mean, like, who else are you going to choose? Yeah. Honestly. Like, I really like Obadiah Stane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, as far as, like, I guess you could pick a baddie yeah. as a character. None but... of them are interesting, though. <laughs> yeah, it's like Obadiah is just... He's blah. Yeah, he's there's not a lot of dimensions yeah. there. Yeah. Pepper, you can feel her emotional struggle mm-hmm. the whole mm-hmm. movie. She's kind and of especially the, that yeah. scene where they're at the fundraiser and he chooses mm-hmm. to dance with her, and yeah. she's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, and it's like a heavy moment for them. What's your social security? She's number? the one that makes it five, like yeah. tense. Yeah, like her acting. That's true. Yeah, yeah. She, I was saying this while I was watching it, but she's like, she's. I like that they enabled her to, like, she's one of the only people that, like, stands up to Tony's sass and, like, fights back against it. Like, she's one of the only people in his life that can, like, hold his level of wit and, like, bounce back off of it. Like, the scene where he's getting back Mm -hmm. and he's like, I want a cheeseburger. And they're just, like, they're riffing off of each other. But she's not, like, crippled by his constant sarcasm the way a lot of other characters are like they don't have a good comeback but she always has great comebacks for all of his sass or just like starts the sass and then he has to have a comeback to her so their banter has always been strong since the beginning i mm. think which i i like about them as characters yeah i was gonna say dr Jensen too i really liked him yeah i just was looking him up while you were talking about it and that I watched it a couple of months ago now because mm-hmm. we missed our recording date. Yeah. And I got the actor wrong. Oh. Yeah. I thought so. I was like, what? I've you... never seen this I've never guy seen this man before. Else. <laughs> it's like, who is that? Right. Sean Tobe. Okay. Or Taub. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite Easter egg? Mm-mm. I mean, it's the first one. I'm what, sure were, there are what were some of the Easter eggs? I don't know. I'm sure there's comics Easter eggs, but, you know, this is not the kind of thing where I'm like, oh, that was such a good reference to another one of the movies because it was the first one. So you can you can say there's foreshadowing, I guess, but, you know, um, I don't think they really knew what they were going to be setting up at this point that we're at right now. Um all those years ago i do think it's pretty funny that the fight scene i feel like when they're like on the road with the cars and the, the two suits are fighting each other it's like at least from my memory it feels exactly the same as the fight scene at the end of incredible hulk um with abomination and hulk it's like the same exact thing it's like the main character is like in a is big but the baddie is like bigger Bigger. and they're just like throwing cars and stuff and it's just really snoozy to watch you don't like this no 
<laughs> I like I like a well choreographed fight scene. Can you I, I accept, love good though that there are people who do like that. Who? I like uh, missiles and explosions uh-huh. and like what is it about them? Just seeing them. Like go get I orange. wish I could be there. I would love to feel that. <laughs> I think Power. I was going to say that's I think my favorite part of the movie is when he's doing the Jericho missiles because it's just it's so awkward and it, he's not it even looking me. no he's 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 not even centered in the screen i don't know why this was a choice but he's he's slightly to the side he's just standing there like the standing man emoji like his arms are to his side he will not move them and he's he is slightly improper headroom so his his eyes are not like exactly where they should be in the frame they're a little bit lower and he's just standing there and he's like I would like to present and he's like talking so awkwardly and that scene was just cracking me up it's so funny and then he's just like he raises his arms like that and that's like an iconic scene but it's so awkward because there's no music and then the the missiles just go off and then it's like suddenly like it's just so oh my gosh it was killing me I just think like he's he acts so awkward in that scene and I'm like He's normally so charismatic, but he looks like, like a little like fifth grader putting and on he... like a science presentation or something <laughs> for the class. He didn't even turn around to watch the explosion, right? No, that's the he like yeah. It that's like such a movie thing him. and it yeah. feels like they were trying to make like this is the ultimate mm-hmm. I'm not looking at an explosion. Yeah. He just stood there scene. and the other people kind of fell a little bit, but he didn't fall. I have a question. Yeah. So it was the ten rings. Yes. Is that a thing? So we were looking this up today because I was watching this with my best friend. Because you know why I'm asking. Yes. I mean, for the people that aren't yeah. connecting the dots, I'm sure you are. It's like You're weird. probably pretty smart about Marvel stuff more than me, people that are listening. Where did this come in with Shang-Chi? Exactly. Yeah. 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 So they didn't really... I think what happened was that they, they kind of they kind of botched it with this. They didn't really know what they were going to do with the 10 rings. So when they made this, they were like, this is the 10 rings. And then I think the explanation that they've released since then, or what we found on Google was that this is like a branch off of when Wu's 10 rings. And this is like, like an outpost of his 10 rings. So it is connected quote unquote, but they weren't planning on connecting it back when this was made. So this is, that's just them like going back now and being like, Oh yeah, it's all connected. Like, no, no, it's not, but whatever. And you have to kind of like the 10 rings is just so confusing to me because then you have like the whole Trevor Slattery thing. I don't know why Iron Man is so involved with the 10 rings. Like it's just so random, but yeah, that's an Iron Man three with Trevor pretending to be the Mandarin. Yeah. all of that and that's unrelated to this 10 rings i'm pretty sure okay so it's it's all they say it's connected but it it, it wasn't intentionally connected back when this came out in 2008 i think okay yeah um i think the soundtrack is really interesting for this movie because uh the composer is <clears throat> i always forget how to say his name ramin Dejaudi, I think, okay. or something like that. He was a composer for Eternals, um, years, 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 years later, and Eternals is, I think, my favorite Marvel score of all time. It's really, really creative and like really like, it's just a very like interesting score because he 
I listened to a whole podcast where he was interviewed on the score that he did for this. He also did um, all the Game of Thrones stuff and has the dragon too, which is a pretty critically acclaimed score. But um, yeah, the Eternal Sound is really unique and he did all this research to give it like this ethereal, out of this world type of sound. Wow. And then I always forget that he did this movie too, <laughs> like years before. But nothing really stands out to me about it or I okay. didn't notice anything about it. That made me like, oh, wow, this is really good. Yeah. I mean, if you say Iron Man soundtrack, mm-hmm. probably my two comments are, are uh, first of all. You're just thinking of ACDC. Of ACDC. Yeah. I'm thinking of Back in Black. And, back back in black. black. And then secondly, I'm scratching my head going, why didn't Iron Man by Black Sabbath make it? Isn't it? Doesn't it Does play it in the credits? I thought it played the credits. That's not good enough for me. Okay. Yeah. Or it plays it plays in one of them. Okay. At some point in the credits or, at, yeah, I don't know. But I know I always think that's really funny. Like, you would think that that would be in I there. really wanted them to be listening to that in the Jeep. In the Wouldn't it make sense? Yeah. It would be like, like foreshadowing. foreshadowing. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I wonder, this is just me, like, musing right now. But I feel like could be very wrong but i feel like movies back then and especially like action movies um they weren't so like focused on their score like it it wasn't at like as like they didn't put it like high on their list of like values for like a good action Mm -hmm. movie production so i feel like i can't think of a lot of moments where the score really stands out or where there was a lot of score necessary in a scene with like without words and they just just had score or like a scene with words and the score was really swelling or something like that um i think the mcu has like really progressed there because we have some like really awesome um soundtracks from some really cool composers now Mm. especially with phase four um you know i mean even like i think we they've just pushed the envelope like the Thor Ragnarok score is so interesting with like Mark's Mark Mothersberg's like weird wacky um it's the same composer as the Lego movie so if you can imagine that like really like electric futuristic like kind of like sound that was really interesting so I'm saying that's like the composer of this one no Thor Ragnarok I'm just saying like in the future they sort of started to like be more invested in like the way that their scores sound and the way the music translates the tone of the movie and all that but i don't think that they cared as much about that for this well according to an article from (sighs) comicus okay (laughs) uh apparently uh john favreau had a clear vision of head of heavy metal music and guitars for the project that's what he wanted you do get that a lot yeah. the iron man theme is that that yeah. that is the iron man theme and his like... reason for it was because he thought of tony stark more as a rock star than a traditional superhero mm-hmm. okay and then apparently wawadi or jawadi jawadi yeah, yes yes um f- composed the film score first on guitar yeah and then put it to orchestra. yeah right, now that you're saying that there is a lot of guitar that you hear and a lot of electric guitar but it's always it's almost confusing to me because i'm always like is this a real song like a soundtrack song 
that they're throwing in at this moment or is this the score oh, for the yeah. movie yeah that makes that's sense. kind of uncommon for a yeah. sound i like i like your comments about the soundtracks i need to i need mm-hmm. to pay more attention to yeah. them i think for me like i get so immersed in the in the movie i think mm-hmm. i need to go back and listen to the soundtrack yeah on its own after yeah yeah that's a good move always um it's kind of random but i saw a thing about how um apparently for the first avatar movie james cameron had them compose he spent like multiple multiple millions of dollars on um creating a score for the first avatar movie um and doing all this research to create a score that was like no one had ever heard with all these like alien sounds that would just sound like nothing you ever heard before and just so weird to like give people that like out of body like immersive experience and then they scrapped it all because he didn't like it so he spent millions of dollars doing all this research and creating this soundtrack and then they scrapped the entire thing for a traditional soundtrack because he didn't like it and it's james horner and it's really it's it sounds like the titanic score which is james horner's other yeah big james cameron It'd be really interesting to hear them like re-release right? Avatar with the original. I know. I just saw this yesterday. I was, <clears throat> I don't know. Movie scores are so. I mean, Avatar. I know your top five. I love Avatar. <laughs> That's also sarcasm. Um, yeah. Um, the MCU impact. We talked about this a little bit, but yeah, it, it's 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 it's. It, it was the first one. So there's there's impact there just by the nature of that alone. Um, and then it's kind of... We know now from the first two movies that we've gone through that he's not the first superhero. We've already seen Steve's story start and Carol's story start. But, you know, he's... He's... Uh, He's the first one, I guess, in this modern time that we're now living in in the MCU. Yeah. To make like a public appearance, and he's going to be part of the Avengers in a couple years. We won't see him anymore, right? Tony? Uh, ever? What yeah. do you mean? Is he done? Oh, like now? Yeah. Now, now, where we are? Yeah, no, bro. No I don't think releases. so. No. Did he die? Remind yes. me. Yes. Okay. He had a huge funeral. That was the entire But not in this movie. Of Endgame. No, he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So yes, you do. So it's 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 good. Um, the Avengers are about to form, and then the Avengers are gonna, you know, be the to tri- like trickle down the butterfly effect of the Avengers turn the snowball effect of the Avengers turning into the you know whatever the the all these new superheroes and stuff. So you could say Iron Man is the the start of it all or at least if you go by release date order he is tony is yeah i mean he's like the glue yeah in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. i know it's fury putting together the avengers initiative but tony's like the magnet he's the og he's the arc reactor Mm -hmm. (laughs) mm-hmm Tony Stark has a heart. Um, what what was your worst line? Uh, so my my worst line was when there's that whole scene where he's like racing to get to the plane, mm-hmm. and Rhodes 
asks Tony why he's late, and Tony responds by saying that he was caught doing a piece for Vanity Fair. Mm-hmm. And it's a reference to oh yeah sleeping Christine. with the Vanity Fair yeah. reporter. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so dumb. Yeah, it's classic cringy dialogue. Exactly. I I don't know. I always struggle with these because I'm like all the worst lines are like the the funniest, most iconic <laughs> ones to me, and like I almost did the one where Obadiah is like shaking the scientist. Yeah, like, that's what I was Tony gonna say. Stark. Built this in a cave <laughs> with a box of scraps. Like it's iconic. <laughs> it's such a good line, it's and then a, yeah, <laughs> it felt to me like okay, you guys know this is a really big problem with the plot of your movie yeah but you're just owning it yeah own it (laughs) and then you know well do you know that that scientist that he's shaking william he's one of the main guys who works for mysterio in far from home okay yeah. and he's like one of the guys who has a vendetta against tony stark he's like i worked for tony stark and he was able to build this in a cave with a box of scraps and i couldn't do that and now i hate tony stark so (laughs) Okay. I don't. The motive's unclear to me. At least I haven't seen that movie in a while. But yeah, he's that guy, that scientist. He, wow. He, he shows up again. Okay. He's helping with the drones. That's cool. The Mysterio's using Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that Jake lines. Gyllenhaal of Jake Gyllenhaal ambulance ambulance ambulance. Oh my! All right, so. Pretty much it for Iron Man. Um, we've slandered a classic, or at least I have, to no end. Yeah, I don't. I don't really want to be on the record with that. I don't want my. I don't. Yeah, want, sorry. Yeah. I've slandered yeah. a classic. You can direct your hate to me. I, I won't be. You know, responding. I think I'd probably give it like a a seven point one. Okay. Yeah. yeah I think if I'm rating it like quality wise, like the quality of a movie, I would give it like. Yeah, maybe a 6.5. If I'm rating it by how much I enjoy watching it, I would give it maybe like a 4 out of 10. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's also just long. I don't know. When we were watching it today, I'm going to be honest, I I fast-forwarded the whole middle part where he goes to Afghanistan because it's just so long and boring. And it just keeps going. And I just feel like they don't, do a good job of like cutting things that could be cut or like maybe not i feel like every scene or every moment in it is pretty essential to the plot but they could have made those scenes shorter maybe i don't know how'd you feel about the aesthetic of the movie because i i know Mm. you love movies that have a Mm -hmm. certain look to them yeah it's like what would what how would you describe the look or the color palette or like yeah it's very techy yeah (laughs) I think it's there. I think the and MCU wealth, like lots of wealth yeah. and opulence. And... Yeah, it's it's definitely it gives me the vibe. This movie gives me the vibe of one of those like arcade games that's like a racing game or something like that, and it's like nightlife party, and then you're like racing, oh, like yeah. like one of those. I just went to the arcade on New Year's Eve. So. It's funny because so much of his. So much of the movie happens in his mansion, mm-hmm. like his Malibu, Malibu. mansion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then later, I can't remember where he ends up living, but he's got that like New York cabin Stark in the Tower. woods. Oh, yeah. Georgia cabin. Yeah. yeah. Remember that? It's Iconic. like the total opposite. It's after, after the blip. Yeah. He it's retreats. like warm. 
Yeah. It like reflects, I think. He's settling down. His, his family. arc. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Not his arc reactor. Yeah, his, his, his story arc. arc. Yeah. 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 He's got, I mean, the Malibu mansion gets destroyed in the third one, but I don't know. We're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, that's spoilers. Yeah. Well, what is so. what is next? Next? Of, yeah. What are we, oh, my what are God. I'm not even 100% sure what comes after Iron Man. I think it's, I want to say it's Thor or Iron Man 2. Oh gosh. Okay. Well, so really fun options. Yeah, um, either one. Right super, super good. Um, yeah, we're going through a bit of a rough patch. So we got we got some some clunky clunky ones to get through. Um, uh, so we got Iron Man two. Yeah. Coming next, and then, then the Incredible it. Hulk. Oh, we're watching yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, I guess oh, we heck, have yeah, to. Yeah, we're watching that. Abomination. We got to get that Emil Blonsky That's action right. after That's She Hulk. Right. Yeah. Um. So that'll be in March, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. You can set your calendar Woo. for that March podcast release on the Incredible, Incredible Hulk. Hulk. It's gonna be giddy. Yeah, it's like gonna be your recap for all of you who have either never seen it or refused to watch it again. Super valid. Right. Yeah. Just consider it like our cliff yeah. notes for you. Yes. Like. Yeah. Now you don't notes. have to take this mm-hmm. final because we took it for mm-hmm. you. Yep. yep. Which I think people already. Did their rewatches if they wanted to before Shang-Chi and um, She-Hulk, but whatever. It's fine. Anybody who's behind and still wondering if they need to watch Incredible Hulk, don't worry about it. We got you covered. We got you. Yeah. Yeah, we got you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it. All right. Yeah. Well, thanks for podcasting. For sure. Next episode will not be in person, so. I know. Yeah. Rip. <laughs> We could okay. you're home for a couple more days. We could bang one more. <laughs> just just bang bang bang. Uh, I don't know if I have it in me to watch Iron, Iron Man, Man 2. Man <laughs> Let's do it tonight. I need a little break. <laughs> Actually like Iron Man 2 better, so. Do I? No, wait. No, I don't. We're about to find out. Okay. Tune in next time. Yes. Bye.